Mountain Brook. Uh, it's Donald Clayton, principal at Mountain Brook Junior High. I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Dickie Barlow, our superintendent. And today, we also have Dr. Missy Brooks, our director of curriculum and instruction. You're going to hear over the course of a few podcasts us kind of going through different parts of our reopening plan. Today is m- mainly focused on our instructional model, which is why we have Dr. Brooks with us today, uh, so she can talk through all those details. But before we get into that, you know, we've been in here, uh, had some podcasts starting since about mid to late March, going through different pieces of it. And now here we are in mid-July. And so, Dr. Barlow, can you take a minute and update us a little bit as far as timeline goes and, and kind of, it's been a while since we've sat in the room and, and talked through timeline and update our, our people on kind of what where we've been. Sure, Donald. Thanks for that. Um, Missy, Welcome. Kind of need to hear your voice right now. <laughs> there you go. Thank oh you. <laughs> okay. Missy's new to the podcast, so she doesn't really know how to respond. So <laughs> she'll be on in just a second. And we're all masked. We're all masked. <laughs> we are. Um, but, I, you know, Donald, it was March 13th that I think schools were closed down last spring. And we thought at that time, oh, my goodness, what about closing schools? How are we going to do that? You know, how are we going to end the school year? Little did we know that we'd be having the same conversation come July, um, right. oh my goodness, we're getting ready to start schools. Uh, it hasn't got any better. In fact, it appears to be trending down. What are we going to do? And so um, we have been uh, working with the health departments, uh, with the State Department of Education. And in fact, Dr. Mackey on June 26th came out with a report on the plan to reopening to, to reopen schools. And when we received that plan on the 26th, Basically, what he said is that every school uh, system will have a traditional approach and a virtual approach. And from that point on, we have been working on how we can make that happen here at Mount Brook Schools. So all that to say, we've been working tirelessly. um, But so this is our initial reopening plan. Um, And we're going to break it up because it's just a lot of content. It's a lot of things to talk about. And in order to do that, um, sometimes it's just better to take small bites, you know? Absolutely. And so um, today we're going to take the, um, or in this podcast, we're going to take the small bite of just looking at our instructional opportunities. But before we do that, why are we coming out with this initial plan when all this, it it feels like chaos all around us Mm -hmm. now in the news? And and the reason why is because we feel like here it is, July 14th, um, we... We have to have something that says, right now, here's what we're going to do. Right. It might change in a week. It might change in two weeks. It might get better. Wouldn't it be great if in three weeks this whole thing just went away? It sure would. Yes, it would. (laughs) Um, But right now, we've got to help our families understand what the opportunities are for them at this time so that they can make a decision. And so you're going to hear about these uh, instructional opportunities and we're going to ask people to make a decision by July 24th. I'm going to say that date several times so people can hear it, and we're going to tell people how they can do that. Um, but right now, let's just talk about what those instructional opportunities are. So we've talked traditional and virtual, and why don't we jump into virtual first? Yeah, Missy, you know, and Dr. Rollins said that. So families are, by July 24th, are, are going to be kind of choosing if they're going to do the traditional model or the virtual model. Start us out um, with the virtual model and, and, and what that looks like. So we have two different 
platforms, I would say, for uh, the virtual program. We have a pre-K through 8, which is done by schools PLP, and then we have 9 through 12, which is what we've had for quite a while uh, access right. uh, with that. So schools PLP is the newer version of, you know, we've never offered virtual for our, our lower grades. So this is a program that is, it's curriculum really provided by the state. Mm-hmm. And we will have a Mountain Brook Schools teacher um, working with students through this curriculum. Right. So, so you have this curriculum. What, you know, if I have an elementary student, I'm thinking, well, what's virtual curriculum look like? Is, I mean, does it offer, is it just English and math and that's it? What, what does it offer? It offers quite a bit, and in the information on our website, there is a link where you can go and actually see all of the curriculum or a description of the curriculum that we will have access to. So it does offer not, you know, it offers English language arts, math, social studies, and science, in addition to PE, art, music, um, and and some other elective kind of things like learning through play for pre-K. It's got a, a quite a robust. Yeah. Um, offering. So anything that students would be getting in traditional as far as content could be delivered through this platform. Okay. And so if I'm going to sign my child up, if if the world's just a little too crazy for me right now and I'm mm-hmm. thinking I need my babies near me and I want them in my house, mm-hmm. um, how long do can I switch over back to traditional school in three weeks or can I, what, what, what are we thinking there? When you sign up for virtual, um, and there will be a link in the the information on our website where you can do that by uh, July 24th, um, we're asking that you do it for a semester. And that is to provide consistency for the student, uh, for you, and for the students and teachers that are going to be providing the traditional model. Yeah, and from an administrative side, it helps us with hiring and staffing. Correct. We, we have to know how many teachers we need, and um, so that will help us out. So if we, so we're, we're asking people, if you sign up for the virtual school, you're committing to one semester. At that point, if you um, are interested in going back to traditional school based yeah. on the situation in our world, you're more than welcome to do that. But one semester is what we're locking in on. Right, and if they wanted to stay for another semester in the virtual uh, platform, they could do that as well. That's right. correct. Good. So that's pre-K through eight. And yes. you mentioned earlier that we have some familiarity with kind of nine through 12. So now that we've talked about pre-K through eight and yet let's, let's look at nine through 12 virtual option for those students. So this is something that we have um, been doing for the last five years or so. And we use the curriculum provided by Access Distance Learning, and all of the courses are taught by teachers who are certified in the state of Alabama. Right. It may not be a Mountain Brook teacher, um, but it is a certified teacher for the state of Alabama. They deliver the content using uh, the Access model, and we have a virtual school supervisor who keeps up with kids, contacts them, makes sure that they're staying on track, make sure,ing uh, making sure that their grades don't fall below a 70. The rules are a little different for that. Um, 
Because in the past, didn't Missy, if you had a grade of 70 or less, then you went back to the traditional school because the virtual school just uh, obviously wasn't right for you at the time. That is correct. Either that or they would have to come directly and sit at the Alternative Learning Center every single day until they pull their grade up. We would give Mm -hmm. them that opportunity first. But if they couldn't survive in the virtual world, we did put them back into the traditional school. And that's not really an option this time if you choose virtual. So we might have additional calls by the supervisor. Um, We might have different kinds of meetings to keep you on track and to really trying to get your grades up. Okay. That's good to know. So what I hear through both of those, like pre-K through 8 and 9 through 12, is obviously they're all web-based. Um, they require daily Internet access. Yes. They ha- and all these courses have their own pacing guidelines in there. Mm-hmm. And the courses are all there, whether it's pre-K all the way through 12, they're, it's state curriculum. Um, all the way through that. So you kind of can see some similarities in there um, between the two um, as we go through it. Um, so how would I, and you mentioned this a little bit, but how would I learn more about the program if I did have questions? So in the information posted on our website, there is a link to both platforms. So when you see virtual option K-8, you will see a link to Schools PLP. And that uh, that is the content that Alabama has purchased Um, that matches state standards, and you can see what all is offered. Uh, The same with access. So in the 9 through 12 virtual plan, there is a link to access learning, and you can see what is offered there and what electives are offered. Missy, I I have a couple of random questions for you. Mm -hmm. Um, What about extracurricular activities at the high school level? If you choose to be in the virtual program, can you still participate in extracurricular activities? You absolutely can. And I would, you know, consider the reason that you're choosing virtual. Uh, We do have a lot of students, though, that uh, may participate in band, but they're in the virtual program. And we do allow them to participate in band or some things like that. And that would continue to be the case. I would like to make one comment, Donald, about um, just the content. While the content um, is provided by the state, um, I think it's logical for people to know that the younger your child is, the more responsibility the parent is going to have. I mean, secondary level, you know, your children can pace themselves, Mm -hmm. get up in the morning, come up with a plan, do their work set up meetings with teachers when you've got a young child you know in uh second or third grade kindergarten and or even pre-k i mean it does take a lot more parental involvement yeah for sure yeah so that's certainly something to consider um but there are a lot of things to consider out there you know and we're talking about instructional opportunities um that's what the school's offering right now but I, I would just like to say we understand that these are difficult situations. Mm-hmm. And um, we also understand that um, our schools work best when the teacher's in front of a student and they have a relationship with one another and there's interaction. And we all want that. We really do. Yeah. But we do understand that these are different times. Um, we've never been in a situation like this before. And so we need to allow families to make their choice for their what's best for their children. And we trust our families, and we hope that our families will trust us 
and allow us to do the best we, we can. And again, what we said through all this whole, whole thing is what when we're when we're um, talking about these changes, we want to be um, clear on what we're doing because this can these there are rabbit holes. And, um, when I say rabbit holes, when you start talking about situations, what if situations, mm-hmm. you go and go and go and um, you can talk forever. And so we want to be clear on what we're trying to do and simple enough that people can understand but know that we're considering all safety measures too. And then we're just going to try to be transparent. We're going to say, you know, just like the fact, hey, if you have younger children, it's going to be harder. It, it just is. And so we need to talk about that. And we're going to be um, transparent and let people know what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we're going to do the best we can. And you know what? We're going to make mistakes. We've never mm-hmm. done this before. That's right. And so we're, we put a lot of work into this, but, um, and we feel good about it today um but uh but there are going to be things that we have to change and so we've talked to our staff a lot about being flexible um to look at what's best for students and and in this case when we're talking about our situation we're talking about what's best for students teachers families grandparents we have to consider everyone when we're doing these kind of things right so that is the virtual conversation. And before we get into traditional, if I'm a family member and I know that this is the route that I'm going to go, mm-hmm. um, what do I do right now to enroll? Like, how would I do that? So in the information of our reopening plan on the website, on our website, there is a link in the virtual section that you would need to go and enroll your child in virtual so that we know how many, so we know how to staff that. And then we would be reaching out to you um, on the, you know, on the 11th and, and really trying to get you used to the platform and, and provide some training and get, get started with the school year. Right. I think that's a good point. You know, we're, we'll have to train our students on the virtual school and we'll also have to have training for um, parents. Right. I mean, we, we think that we know that we're going to have to train teachers, you know, again and again. But we really have to train our families too on how to use this, and so and we're we will be prepared to do that. Okay, so let's talk about the traditional model now. And you know, we've all had experiences. We've all been in school forever, so traditional means different different things to different people. But um, what is traditional? What does that structure look like? What does a calendar look like uh, as we as we go in that direction? So when we talk about traditional school, we today to date, right. what we're talking about is. Students going back to their elementary school, their junior high or their high school that they've been going to um, five days a week, starting the same time, ending at the same time, um, walking in um, and seeing their teachers, that's traditional school. And that's the way it will be as far as people who choose for their students to go to traditional school. That's the structure of it. Now, are we going to put in safety um, guidelines for this school or all of our schools? Absolutely. Um, And so that's going to be the next podcast, actually, Donald, um, because we're going to go into that a little more deeply. Um, But one question that we've heard, you know, Missy, is, is there still going to be PE or they, you know, in elementary school, are they still going to, are we still going to do music and art and, you know, we're going to have recess. Um, so 
What's the answer? The answer is yes. <laughs> we're going to have all those things because we know that we're not only just teaching students to read and write, but we're teaching the whole child. And, and those, those aspects of learning are vital for mm-hmm. our children. We may have some different protocols in place for those things, so it might look a little different, but they will absolutely have access to those classes and those teachers. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at those things, you know, we, what we'll do, just like we have with our plan, um, um, you know, we've, got, we've met with doctors, we've met with health departments, we've met with specialists, um, we've looked at all kind of reopening plans when we look at our traditional schools, we'll get with our teachers and we'll say, what can we do um, in these classes where we can keep people safe, where we can keep our teachers safe absolutely, and their families safe. Um, and, um, and what can we do to make that happen in the context of safety? Um, so safety is going to be number one for us right now, obviously. So the traditional school will, the, as Missy said, procedures and protocols may look different. They're not may, they will look different for sure. Um, however, um, the building will look the same. Right now the timing is the same. The number of days is the same. Um, and that's today. And so that's all we know, right? I mean, you always hear that. You always hear you only have today. And all of a sudden we're sitting here and we realize things could change in two days. They could change in five days. Hopefully all for the better. Right. But so our next podcast, what we'll do is we'll come together and just talk about traditional schools and what will look differently, what we will do differently um, as we uh, have students come back to our school. Yeah. So there you have it, uh, Mountain Brook parents and students, uh, teachers as well, uh, traditional and virtual school. If you want to know more information about that or dive into the reopening plan, please um, log on to our webpage and you'll be able to find that information there. Dr. Barlow, Dr. Brooks. Yeah, Don, I'm going to add one more thing too. We're going to have a series of podcasts, but even after that, we'll have a um, email that people can click on if they have additional questions that they can write on there. And so we'll try to um, get a form on our website that's, that says, um, you know, frequently asked questions so that we can help people. And so we can communicate effectively to our community because this is a, these are big decisions and big. it's hard and we've never, you know, nobody's ever done this before. Right. And I'm talking about our parents, you know, and our teachers and, and us. And so uh, again, we're gonna give a lot of grace and we're asking for a lot of grace and we're going to be okay. We're going we're going to make this work. Absolutely. Dr. Barlow, Dr. Brooks, thank you for joining today and um, parents hop on to the next podcast uh, where we will talk more about the procedures and the protocols for keeping our students, our families, our teachers, our staff members, everybody safe while we're in a traditional school. As always, stay well. Mm-hmm.